0: This is Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. And now your host, Michael O'Fallon. We are being transitioned. Very quickly, from a real, objectively true, analog world, where you have been encouraged to use reason, your senses, your mind, and the tools that have been offered to us, like the process of falsification, to make sense of your world, to know what is true and what is false. And we are being transitioned into a digital world, a subjective world, into a world of fertile fallacies and make-believe, where you have been told to abandon the process of falsification, to abandon reason, and to trust the experts. And in the process of your day-to-day, especially within the curated, siloed world of social media, you are being nudged on a minute-to-minute basis. You are being nudged into directions that in many ways is where you want to go, but where at times you hesitate to go. Because in the past, you knew that to manipulate you, people who are your enemies manipulate you by giving you what attracts you to manipulate you people who, in Edward Bernays' famous book named Propaganda, which was published, by the way, in 1928, well, Bernays stated that, quote, "...the conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government." which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed. Our minds are molded. Our tastes are formed. Our ideas suggested largely by men we have never heard of. This is a logical result of the way in which our democratic society is organized. Vast numbers of human beings must cooperate in this manner if they are to live together as a smoothly functioning society. In almost every act of our lives, whether in the sphere of politics or business, in our social conduct or our ethical thinking, we are being dominated by the relatively small number of persons who understand the mental processes and social patterns of the masses. It is they who pull the wires which control the public mind. End quote. That was Edward Bernays back in 1928. But back in those days, propaganda took an extreme effort, detailed planning, and tremendous buy-in to get the attention of the masses. It is much easier today Because where you had to reach everyone, everyone with different interests, tastes, opinions, faiths, in today's world of micro-targeted algorithmic marketing and propaganda, you can reach all sorts of people with different tastes, perspectives, and opinions, with marketing designed specifically for the individual man, woman, or child. To ensure that you convince or sway a person to think a certain way, to vote a certain way, to purchase certain things, to support certain causes, to hate certain people. Now, you may ask, how in the world could they just target me? in a different way that they target my wife or my kids? Well, it is actually an easy answer. But the answer may make you see things in your world a lot differently. You see, people aren't just a collective group to sway with large sweeping marketing campaigns. People aren't just collective. People are, no matter what any neo-Marxist would say, people are individuals. And you see, here's the thing. Someone has been watching you. More so, something has been watching you for a long, long time. And what I am referring to is not just surveillance on social media. It's about knowing every single detail of your entire life. And not just your actions, but your thoughts as well. Because you are data. And every purchase you have made... Every internet search you have made. Every job search you have embarked upon. Every doctor's visit. Every romantic date. Every phone call you have made. Every text you have sent. Every Bible verse that you have ever read on your phone. Every place that you have been. Every private conversation that you have had. Every picture you have ever taken, every video you have ever taken, every single keystroke that you have made on your laptop, every aspect of your life has been recorded, logged, stored, and utilized to make a composite, a mirror of you. Or of your wife. Or of your children. Of everyone. Because you are data to them. And so, if they would like to drive your purchases, they know what drives your psyche to decide to purchase something. And they will nudge you in that direction. If they would like to make you panic or change your mind about something, they will nudge you according to the way that they know that you think. If they would like to make you doubt something, they know what makes you individually question things. And there are those that are in the process of attempting to totally control this world. And the way that they will be able to do this is with ease. It is by controlling you, individually. Because they have created a hyper-real you. A hyper-real you that they know will act a certain way. What will trigger you to buy a certain way, to vote a certain way. And they will nudge you in the direction that they want you to go. And as the nudging increases, which it will exponentially... And this has and will more frequently lead to predictive modeling. Not just a guess of how someone will behave or act or react, but actually a pathway. So after this past week's bipartisan grilling of TikTok for what is obvious issues with the Chinese Communist Party receiving our data, and by the way, as I've said in the past, data is the new oil Well, the Chinese Communist Party, accessing information from your phone or smart device, well, they wanted to make a big fuss about that, which something should be made about that. That shouldn't be happening. And the United States government decided that it would like to ensure that they take the place of China in hoovering up all of your data. So they came up with the Restrict Act. But the Restrict Act is not limited to just TikTok. It gives the government authority over all forms of communication, domestic or abroad, and grants powers to, quote, enforce any mitigation measure to address any risk, end quote, to national security now and in any potential future transaction. So, what happens if you are designated as a national security threat? What can they access of yours to confirm it? Well, everything. All of your data. And you might want to notice the preemptive attack on quantum encryption in there, too. It also allows the Director of National Intelligence, DNI, and Security of Commerce the authority to universally designate new foreign adversaries without notifying Congress and a 15-day window to notify the president. It also requires a joint resolution of Congress to overturn this resist act. Now, if you might have heard before... Foreign individuals can now also be U.S. citizens that are deemed a national security threat. So all of a sudden, although you are domestic, you can be called a foreign individual. So once designated, the bill will grant authority to enforce any action they deem necessary to mitigate their perceived threat with no due process and few limits on punishments. So the government of the United States is taking aggressive steps to have full access to all of your data. Way past what they are currently doing with the Patriot Act. Consider this an amendment to the Patriot Act. But the most intrusive part of mining your data is just around the corner. Not just hacking your phone. Or hacking your laptop. You see, there's two things that are happening here, both from the government side and on the corporate side. It's a public-private partnership. And the private side, combined with how the government will endorse it, is actually even more intrusive. Because we're not just talking about hacking your phone or hacking your laptop, but hacking you. Because you are data, and we are on the precipice of the Internet of Bodies. The goal of the Internet of Bodies, called IOB, which is described by the World Economic Forum as an ecosystem of, quote, an unprecedented number of sensors, including emotional sensors, attached to, implanted within, or integrated into human bodies to monitor analyze, and even modify human bodies and behavior. Let me read that last part. To analyze and even modify bodies and behavior, end quote. And the key words in that sentence that the PR machine from the World Economic Forum skips right over is the actual stated goal, to modify bodies and behavior. So, Who will be in charge of those modifications? Can you safely assume that it will be those who have something to gain from the modification of your actions and behaviors? Well, in a November 2019 interview with CNN, the professor to advisor and World Economic Forum founder, Klaus Schwab, whom we've talked about many times in our presentations and our podcast, his name is Yuval Noah Harari. Well, he warned that, quote, humans are now hackable animals, end quote, meaning the technology exists by which a company or government can now know you better than you know yourself. So Harari predicted that algorithms will increasingly be used to make decisions that historically have been made by humans. In other words, they have that other you, that mirror of you, of those algorithms that normally would be how you would choose things, or how collectively a group would choose things, which is important now that we really start to balkanize and we collectivize human beings according to their identity groups, their affinity groups, their beliefs, their ethnicities. So as we then have algorithms that will be increasingly used to make decisions that historically have been made by humans, either by yourself or someone else, including whether or not you're going to vote for someone or not. Or let's say that within a corporate sense, including whether or not you'll be hired for a particular job, whether you'll be granted a loan by a bank, what scholastic curriculum you will follow, and even who you will marry if there is still such a thing as marriage in the future and even decisions about what faith you will be embracing or not embracing. You see, the World Economic Forum's plan for the IOB, the Internet of Bodies, even includes biosensors that measure and monitor your biological functioning and emotional states. Now, already the U.S. Pentagon, of course, has collaborated with another company on the development of a tiny implantable biosensor that detects disease by tracking chemical reactions inside of your body. For example, it would be able to determine whether you've been infected with a virus like, let's say, COVID or influenza, long before any symptoms actually emerge. Now, as explained by Defense One, this is a company, the biosensor consists of two parts, quote, one is a three millimeter string of hydrogel, a material whose network of polymer chains is used in some contact lenses and other implants. Inserted under the skin with a syringe, the string includes a specially engineered molecule that sends a fluorescent signal outside of the body when the body begins to fight an infection. The other part is an electronic component attached to the skin. It sends light through the skin detects the fluorescent signal, and generates another signal that the wearer can send to a doctor, website, etc. It's like a blood lab on the skin that can pick up the body's response to illness before the presence of other symptoms, like let's say coughing or a fever, end quote. So now, the sensor allows a person's biology to be examined at a distance via smartphone connectivity, or just connectivity to a 5G or future 6G network. And so, this company that is planning this is backed by Google, of course, the largest data mining company in the world. Because you are data. Another invention that stands poised to track your health is a biocompatible near-infrared quantum dot microneedle Array, And as explained by a 2019 Science Translational Medicine article, this vaccine delivery system, which is what it is, is able to deliver patterns of near-infrared light emitting microparticles to the skin that can then be imaged using modified smartphones. In other words, it should serve as an invisible tattoo of your vaccination record. Huh. Well, Bill Gates has also funded the development of a birth control microchip that can be turned on and off by remote control. The National Post writes about this, quote, The birth control microchip would hold nearly two decades worth of the hormone commonly used in contraceptives and dispense 30 micrograms a day. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has given more than $4.5 million to Microchips, Inc., to develop personal systems that enables women to regulate their fertility, end quote. In 2019, Dare Bioscience, a San Diego-based biopharma company, announced it had reached an agreement to acquire Microchips Biotech, and they would be adding the birth control microchip to its portfolio. Now, interestingly, back in 2014, five years before, microchips appeared confident it would be able to get the product to market in 2018, but as of 2022, it's still in development. And countries around the world are now working on a system for a central bank digital currency to be implemented. Now, as we've discussed many times before on our podcast and in our presentations, CBDC is a fiat currency in digital form that is programmable so that you can only spend your money on certain things or in specific places as desired by the issuer, not by you. So in the past where you would say, hey, I'll spend my money whatever way I want to. It's my money. No, no, it's not really your money. It's the money of the issuer who's distributing it for you to use to go back into the circular cut. Okay. Do you see how that works? So while all of this is happening, at the same time that the World Health Organization, which is of course another deep state technocrat stronghold, is building a global vaccine passport system. Now we talked about this two and a half years ago. So once CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, and a global vaccine passport system are up and running, it won't be long before they're combined into one. Likely in the form of an implantable microchip or other uses that are bio-healthy, let's say. And so it won't be just what you are typing in your keyboard that will be heading to the neo-fascist totalitarian state. It won't be just what you are saying over your voice chat that will be heading to the neo-fascist integralist state. It won't be just what you are purchasing that will be heading to the neo-fascist integralist state. No, no, no. It will be what every... Single molecule in your body is doing 24 hours, seven days a week. What you are thinking at all times. And then it will be time to nudge you. But this time, and by the time that all this happens, you will be an automaton. Because the idea is to ensure that the new sovereign and omnipotent God, made of man's own hands, will be the one who is in control at all times. Now, there's no reason why we must accept this total totalitarianism as inevitable. We should push back on every movement that demands authoritarian control. Every single movement even if that heavy hand of authoritarianism is from the faith side of things. We must retain human liberty. We must demand human freedom. We must tell those that are demanding that we must acquiesce to their demands for power to jump out of a window. Because the free people of this world need to take the reins of power back for objective truth and away from subjective tyranny. The honest people need to take back the church. The constitutional people need to take back our nation's representation. And we must realize that we are the government, not the technocrats who just want to use us as data. I am more than data. I am made in the image of the true God. And not made by the god of the technocratic integralist human hands. I won't be nudged. And we won't lose. Because we must win. I'm Michael O'Fallon, and this has been Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic.